There we go. It'd help if I turned my microphone on. <laughs> Good morning. It's great to see everybody. Happy New Year's Eve, almost 2024. That's awesome. Let's stand up and worship.
Amen and amen. You may be seated at this time. Isn't it wonderful to start out with a lion of Judah? Amazing. Thank you, worship team. Um, we're going to have some baptisms this morning, so we're going to start right up with that. Let me get situated here. First, we have Melissa Ortiz coming, so give her a big hand as she comes up. Good job. Okay, you're gonna sit, you're gonna turn around and sit right there on that bench. Awesome. Okay, so I always ask two questions in baptism. Are you confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today? And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead on the third day, just like the Bible said he would? Okay, so upon your confession of faith that Jesus Christ is your Lord and the, the faith that you have in your heart that God raised him from the dead, he's alive and well, I'm gonna baptize you right now, okay? So put your hand over your nose. And everyone, if you want to raise your hand and just uh, agree with me, so Melissa, we baptize you right now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And next we have daughter Anessa. Anessa, come on up. Yes. Anessa Chaziz. You're gonna turn you're gonna sit on this side. You can sit on that side too. I have someone to do that. So um, we're gonna baptize you right now. Two two things I want to ask you. First, are you confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Amen. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead on the third day? Okay, so upon your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and the faith that you have that He's alive and well, we're gonna baptize you right now. So go ahead and put your Hand over your nose, and we're going to baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Who says we can't get baptized with a broken arm? Everything is possible with God. Next, we have uh, Liam. Liam, Liam Lippman's coming up, so give... Give her a big hand. Here we go. Mom's going to help me. Come on up, bud. Awesome. How is it? Nice and warm? Okay, two questions, okay? Are you confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? First one. Yes. Do you believe that God raised him from the dead on the third day, just like the Bible said he would? Yeah. Okay. So upon your confession that Jesus Christ is your Lord and the faith that you have that he's alive, that seated at the right hand of the Father, we're going to baptize you. So put your hand over your nose. Liam, so we wanna, you want to help? You want to assist? Put your hand right there. So we baptize you right now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Awesome. Okay, next we have Alicia. Alicia Guerrero is coming up. Give her a big hand. I'm so excited. Awesome. Is it nice and warm? Okay, two questions. Are you confessing and declaring Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today? 
and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, just like the Bible said he would. Okay, Alicia. Now, I want, I want to say this with, as I baptize you because I think this is important. Because today you're getting baptized not into a church but into Jesus. Jesus plus nothing. Amen? That's important, guys, right? So um, go ahead and put your hand over your nose. And I'm going to baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. That is awesome. And next, we have Michelle Llewellyn. I am so excited. We serve a God, a God of miracles, right? I'm excited about this, Michelle. Okay, you can turn around and you can sit right there in that seat. And uh, your dad's going to baptize you. So I think that is so cool. Um, first, let me ask two questions. One is going to be a big declaration, okay? Today you're declaring Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. So because Jesus Christ is your Lord and he's your Savior and because he's alive and well and he breaks addictions, diseases, anything that we can't do, we're going to baptize you into him. So, Dad, at this time, you can put your hand over your nose. <laughs> so, Dad's going to baptize you right now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. Love it. Isn't God good? Let's stand up and worship our amazing God and King and Savior, Jesus Christ.
Sing that. 
just thank you God for 
everything that you've done for us and everything you continue to do for us. And as we go into 2024, I pray that we just continue to seek your guidance. Um, I pray that you're with pastor as he gives his sermon today. And I pray your will over the service in Jesus' name. Well, good morning. Happy New Year. Wow, what a glorious day it is. My name is Brian Evers. I'm one of the elders of the church today. So I'm so glad that you're here. We want to welcome you. We hope that 2024 is your very best year yet. If you're new to the church, there's an orange card in front of you in the seats. We'd love you to have to fill out the front part and give as much information as you're comfortable so we can be in contact with you. The back part of the card has got two, two parts to it. One where you need prayer and one where your God has answered prayer. We'd love to celebrate where God is working in your lives. So please, please let us know. We're about to begin our 21 days of prayer. That starts on January 8th. And we're going to be meeting every day in the church at 7 a.m. We'd love to pray. We believe in the power of corporate prayer. We believe in the power of God. And we believe that God answers our prayers, Father. So Christmas is over. Christmas was a time with families, with loved ones, with joy, for gift-giving. We celebrated our Christmas over Thanksgiving with our kids in Texas, from Oklahoma, and from Wisconsin, from North Carolina, and from Texas. And now it's a new year. So what does new year mean to you? To me, it means a new beginning. So if you've never said yes to Jesus, make 2024 the year that you say yes to Jesus. Look at those baptisms we had today. Twelve baptisms, almost 50 people have been baptized this year. Over 700 people have been baptized over the years here. So if you've never been baptized, make 2024 the year that you are baptized. Consider doing that. Consider declaring publicly that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life. If your faith is weak and needs strengthening, make 2024 the year that you strengthen your faith. So how do you do that? You read your Bible. Let the Word of God penetrate your hearts, your minds, your very souls. Take that into action. Let your faith become your good deeds. If you want to learn more about the Word of God, what do you do there? You're not part of a small group? Join a small group. <clears throat> we, we started meeting on Thursdays. Real men are in uh, about 66 women. We'd love to have you join us. So make 2024 the year that you say yes to Jesus, to make him the centerpiece of your life. I heard a story. Pastor, <clears throat> Pastor James wants to uh, give the offering today, so that's wonderful. But I heard a story. There's a man and a woman traveling. They got marooned on a desert island. And the man is pacing back and forth. Pacing back and forth. He's worried we have no food. We have no water. We have no cell coverage. We're not in a shipping lane. We're going to die. He looks over at his traveling companion and she's sitting comfortably in the sand with her toes in the warm water and a smile on her face. He thinks, what's going on here? Why isn't she afraid? So he says, why aren't you afraid? We have no food, we have no water, we have no cell coverage, we're not in the shipping lanes, we're going to die. She turns to him and smiles, a little smile on her face and said, I make $100,000 a week, I tithe regularly to my church, my pastor will find me. So with that, Pastor James is going to take the offering. Thank you, Brian. Well, good morning. What a wonderful start already, huh? 
I am going to receive the offering right now. I, I want to start before we uh, go out and collect the offering to just celebrate. Um, if you're new with us, you don't know this, but if you're a regular, you, you know that every year end, uh, we do a collective effort of, uh, uh, we, we do a campaign called a year end giving campaign. And with that, uh, we allocate the funds to different what we believe are important things that are going to help the kingdom. They're going to help God's work. And, uh, and so this year is no different. Um, the, the causes that we've selected is, number one, our after-school program, which has been grown to 20 children every, every day of the week that they're here. And that's a wonderful thing. And then we also have another, another campus uh, in the Copper Corridor, which is the Copper Basin area by Kearney, uh, uh, Hayden, Winkleman, so we have a, a church there in, in Kearney that, that, that they're baptizing people there today as well. So God is good, so we give a, a part of that to, to a part of the funds there. We do a lot of missions and outreach with the giving that comes uh, through our year-end giving campaign. And then we have an online ministry that uh, reaches a lot of people, which thank God that we're able to do that. Um, so so that's, that's a wonderful thing that we're able to do. So want to keep you up to speed of where we're at uh, as far as last week, uh, we are a little bit above $50,000 that have come in for the year. And so go God, go Jesus. And I, I, I want to say this, if you're new, um, no pressure ever for you to give because you are the gift to us. You being here is a gift from Jesus. Uh, if you're a regular attendee or you're a member, you understand that we, 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 we take pride. We're intentional about putting our efforts together and uh, without any pressure because God loves a cheerful giver. Amen? And God owns everything, so we, we do it. So this is what I would say as we, as we receive the offering. Um, it's, not, it's not equal giving because all of us have different uh, financial statuses, right? We all... Some people are maybe make more of monetary uh, income than others. It's never equal giving, but it's always equal sacrifice. Amen. We, we, we give sacrificially so that God's work will get done. And I want to read something from the Bible because the Bible is our guide when it comes to everything. Here's what the, the, apostle writing, the apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome in Romans 15, 24 to 26. He says this. I'm planning to go to Spain, and when I do, I will stop off in Rome. Now, he's writing to these, these, these church, church in Rome. And after I have enjoyed your fellowship for a little while, you can provide for my journey. So he says, you can, you can, you can help me to, to move forward. In verse 25, but before I come, I must go to Jerusalem to take a gift to the believers there. For you see, the believers in Macedonia and Achaia have eagerly taken up an offering for the poor among the believers in Jerusalem. So when we take up an offering, it's very biblical, and we, we give back because we want for the work of God to continue. And so I want to pray over our offering. It's all about God, never any pressure. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for everything you provide for us. And I just pray your blessing upon this offering. Lord, guide us and lead us to, to use it to further your work and your glory to help a lot of people. And, uh, and it's all about you, Lord God. So just bless it in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.
so awesome. You know, I I believe that when you're faithful to God's work, that he expands his work. Amen. And just to see what he's doing in the Copper Corridor campus and at this campus is amazing. And so before I go into my message, I want to share something with you guys that we are really, really excited about. I want to present to you our new full-time children's director coming on staff Today, is we're, we're announcing her, but she's been already behind the scenes doing a lot of work. Gina Benson, will you come up at this time? And Lashana. <clears throat> we are so excited about uh, what the Lord's going to do through, uh, through the, what we believe, the, the gifting that God has placed on Gina. Um, I, I shared with the first service that when I saw Gina and... Uh, and Matt and, and Will come for the first time, I, I saw them and I said, God has a plan for their lives. I think they're going to be used by God. And we, I didn't say anything. I just kind of kept it to myself, at least for two weeks, right? Kept it to myself for a couple weeks. And uh, um, they, they really laughed at that first service, right? <laughs> and so uh, we just began to pray. And it, everything just began to, the Lord kept confirming things. 
And so we talked to Gina. Uh, it's been a little while now, but I said, would you consider taking this position as, as the director of our kids' zone? And uh, her resume is pretty incredible. Um, and I just believe she's got that gift. And so she could make a lot more going into the secular workforce, but she's chosen to use her gifting for the glory of God. And I think that's very noble, and I believe God will bless her for that. Um, nobody gets rich in ministry, but you serve the one who is rich, and that's Jesus. Um, so, so that being said, uh, we, we're bringing Gina on. I believe that our, that our children's ministry is going to just grow uh, leaps and bounds. And this is who you're going to be. If you're a mom or a dad and you have young ones, this is who you're going to be meeting with, talking to. And, uh, and I just believe she's going to blow up this service as well as the, God through her and Matt uh, is going to just help this service. There's so much that I want to say to the second, to the second service. Because, and I'm going to let Shauna talk right now. Because there are some of you in here that God is using mightily. And, uh, and one of them that I see just panning the audience is Jennifer uh, Lindgren. I just see God using her mightily in the after-school program. Let's give her a big hand as well, because God's not done. I wasn't going to do that, but I just felt that needed to be said. And I just believe that our church is going to be filled with young families, as well as older families. So, um, Shauna, do you want to say anything? Well, I was just going to say, when we came to Christ, um, we were in our mid-20s, and... Um, I was about Gina's age when I was doing kids ministry, and uh, and I had a lot of energy back then, <laughs> um, which I see in her, which I think is going to be a real blessing. But let me say this, that we take pouring the word of God into children very seriously. Let me tell you why, because that's the only thing that is going to last them forever. Everything else is going to fade away, but the word of God this is going to get them through the most difficult times. Amen. This is going to get them through the good times and the bad times. And we take it very seriously. So I am excited uh, about Gina coming on the team. Um, she's dedicated. She's already gone back there. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what a blessing. Uh, the lessons, the craft, all of that, there's a lot of time put into all of that. And um, what we see, I'm just going to say this because I don't want to take a lot of your time. We see a lot of parents thinking that one Sunday a month is enough. I mean, one Sunday a week is enough. That's not enough. So Gina is not only going to pour into the kids, but she's going to connect with the parents and the families to help you and give you resources to help you pour into your kids at Amen. home. Amen. It doesn't stop here. You need to take it home with you. And you need to be teaching your kids at home the things of God as well. So what I want to do right now is I want to um, I want to pray over Gina, Matt, her husband, who's home with a little not a little fever, kind of a bad cold. Uh, Will as well. Um, if you've seen Will, he was on the video. He's awesome. Um, we're gonna pray over them. Pray God's protection. Um, and I know uh, God has great things in store for 2024. Um, and, uh, and we're excited to see what he's going to do. Amen. So let me, let me pray. God, I thank you so much for the plans and the purposes that you have for our life. Father, um, 
you know from the beginning of time, uh, even when we're in our mother's womb, Father, that you've called us for great things to glorify your name. And so, Father, I, I thank you that Gina has said yes to that calling, her and Matt. Father, I pray that you use her mightily for your glory, God. Um, give her the tools, the resources, surround them with the right people. Um, I pray that you protect them, protect their marriage, their family, in Jesus' name. And God, we're going to stand alongside them in excited to see what you're going to do um, in 2024. I, I pray for the parents in here today, God. Yes, Lord. I pray that they will understand the responsibility they have to guide their kids in your way. Father, we're all going to stand before you and give an account for our lives. And thank you for the grace of Jesus. But you're going to have some conversations with us about what we did with what you gave us here on earth. So I pray just for a wave of your spirit, of the importance of raising our kids, knowing you, being in your word, understanding who you are in their lives. And I thank you for all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 You want to say anything, Gina? No? Awesome. You know what I what I love about our walk with with Jesus is um, the intentionality that He puts on us being made new. You ever notice that in your walk with God? In, in fact, if you if you read your Bible, uh, what you'll find is that that root word for new or being made new is mentioned 150 times. The Bible talks about you being made new. Think about the, the words of Jesus in Revelation. He said, I make all things new. And, and then we also read that when we are in Christ, we are a new creation. We sang about that uh, with the praise team. Uh, Today is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Because it's, a, it's another chance. It's another opportunity, right? Every, every year... Every year we have a new year. And I, I read this quote this week uh, from the apologist, the, the, the pastor, Gilbert uh, Chesterton. And he, he put it like this. The object of a new year is not that we should have a, a new year, but rather that we should have a new soul. So what, what, what Gilbert is saying is... Uh, it's not to put our focus on the new year as much as it is we put our focus on the new you that God is making you in Christ. Every person that got baptized today, and probably almost 20 when you count the Copper Corridor campus, uh, they've been made new by Christ. Because when you get baptized, you go into the water and you die with Christ and you're raised with him out of the water into this new life. And so Jesus is about making people new. He's about giving you a new opportunity. He's about you having a new day. I love the way that the Apostle Paul put it in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It says this, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. 
And I think a lot of people live in their old life. They live in their old person. I think I'm going to be speaking to someone here today in this second service that, that God doesn't want you to be defined by your past. He wants you to be defined in what God's done for you and what he wants to do for you. Because some of you haven't, you haven't crossed over that threshold of receiving Jesus as your Savior. And I, and I love what Brian said, and that was spontaneous as he, as he uh, welcomed everybody. And he talked about this is a year that some of you will, will say yes to Jesus, that you ought actually appropriate this, this new life that God has for you. And so I want us to go to a, a passage of Scripture in, uh, in the book of Isaiah, the, the prophet Isaiah, he, he prophesied for the Lord. He was a spokesperson for God. And there's a place there in chapter 43, verse 18 and 19, that I want us to look at because I think it's going to speak to us uh, about where, you, where we're at and where we're going. And, and so this is what it says in verse 18. God speaking through the prophet, he said, forget the former things. How many of you would like to do that? Forget the things in our past. Raise your hand if you'd like to do that. Some of the things that, that, we've, that we've been in. Do not dwell on the past. Verse 19 says, see, I am doing a new thing. And, and how many of you would welcome that new thing that God is going to do in your life? I'm doing a new thing. Now, it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Another translation says, I am making streams or rivers in the desert. In the desert, there is no water, so, so, so there's no life sometimes. But when there's water, it springs life into this, this wasteland, this desert. And that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to bring life where there was maybe wastefulness. Maybe there was a, a dead part of, uh, of existence. And he wants to bring a new season into your life. And then you think about the wilderness or, or, or the forest is another translation. And when you're in the forest, you can't see the forest because of the what? Because of the trees. And you need a path. You need a way to, to, to go through there so you can get to your destination. That's what God wants to do in some of our lives, people that are sitting right here. He wants to do a new thing. And so I want to talk to you about three takeaways that maybe you can consider as you sit here listening to this message today. Here, here's, here's the first takeaway or the first point as we start 2024. I would say to you, reflect, don't dwell. Say amen if you agree with that. Reflect, don't dwell. And there's a difference between reflecting and dwelling. In the first service, it was funny because uh, uh, one of our elders, Leonard uh, Kasperzak, he, he came up and he welcomed. And as he's talking uh, to everybody, he, he said these words verbatim. He said, when, when, when I drive, when I live my, my, my life, I, I, I live my life like I drive. I'm always looking at the windshield in where I'm going. I don't live my life by looking at the rearview mirror. Like when I'm driving, and, and the funny thing is that I had written that in my message, and I think God wants us to hear that. Amen? When, when you live your life, God doesn't want you to live your life looking in the rearview mirror. He wants you to live your life looking in the windshield to where he's taking you. Amen? 
Because if you live your life in your rear view mirror, you're going to crash. And if your life is about what you've done in the past, what you didn't do in the past, all these things that are in your past, you're never going to welcome the new things that God has for you in your present. Amen? He, he doesn't want for you to dwell, uh, maybe even in the old friends that you had. Maybe God is trying to take some friends out of your life that may be toxic in your life. And he wants to remove those. He wants to take you into a different place with different people so that he can do different things in your life. You're not going to live differently by doing the same things over and over and over again. Amen? He wants to move you. Away from that, I, I was thinking about how the rearview mirror is important to us and your side mirrors are important to us because I, I, I glance at my rearview mirror. I'm always looking at the, at the side mirrors to, so that I won't have blind spots as I'm driving. And I'm reminded because I was in New Mexico this past week because I had to go uh, uh, make a visit and my wife stayed at home and she was driving back to San Manuel and as she's driving, this, this uh, javelina came onto the road, and, uh, and she didn't see it. It was in a blind spot. And so she hit this javelina. Actually, the javelina hit her and at a at, you know, pretty good speed. And so it just messed up the bottom of the vehicle. It did all kinds of damage. And now, of course, our vehicle is going to be in the shop. It's going to have to be fixed. And thank the Lord for insurance. Amen. Thank God for that. But here's what I know for sure, that we all have blind spots and if you're not careful, if you're not looking for those blind spots, they will bring some damage into your life. Today's about finding those blind spots and overcoming them with the word of God. Because here's what I know for sure, and Shauna mentioned it, I want to say it over uh, again, is that if you're in God's word, he will help you to navigate through your life. The more of the word of God that you have in your life, the more of God that you will have permeating through your life. And the lens that you'll have is a God lens instead of a worldly lens. And, and how many of you in here ever drive with, with your navigation system? Anyone in here use your GPS when you're going someplace? Just raise your hands if you do. Just, just yeah. Anyone in here don't use your navigation system? Raise your hand if you don't. Awesome. There's one person right there. He's still got a map. He's got to stop it. Thank you, Brett. I, I, I mentioned that with someone in the first service because he still uses a map. He's, he has an actual physical map. And, and so, but here's the thing, that this is our navigation system. This is what we need. And the Holy Spirit empowers us, empowers us to, to move and, and, and help us to move into direction, into places that God wants to lead us. So we can, we can make the most out of every day and make the most out of our life. So in our walk with Jesus, reflect on the goodness of God. Amen? Reflect on the goodness of God. Here's what the prophet Isaiah uh, prophesied. God speaking through him. Remember the things I have done in the past. God says, for I alone am God. I am God and there is none like me. So, so the Lord is, is reiterating to the children of Israel about all the things that God has done in their life in the past. And what are some of the things that God had done for the Israelites? Well, he had split the Red Sea. He had made a way where there is no way. That's pretty big, amen? 
Think about it. There's a, there's a, there's a, a lake or there's a sea and, and, and it's opened up and you're able to walk on dry land. That's something to remember. Now, now think with me on this kind of a, a thought. Has God done something really big in your life last year? I know he's done big things in my life. I know he's gone me through things that only God could get me through. Now, I don't ever forget those things because God is faithful and he's good, okay? He also, God also wanted for the children of Israel to remember that there was no water in one place. And they were complaining, we have no water, we're going to die of thirst. And he had Moses uh, tap the rock, uh, a rock, and when he tapped that rock, when he struck the rock, water came out of the rock. He provided what they needed. In their most difficult of times. Now, here's the thing. That God is still that same God in our life that can do the impossible. He makes it possible. And, and, and you, never, you never should forget what God has done. We reflect on the goodness of God. I love the way the, the, the writer of Lamentations put it in chapter 3, verse 22 through 24. He says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. It never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. Uh, his mercies begin afresh each morning. In other words, his, his mercies are new every single day. And how many of us need the mercy of God? How, how many of us need for, for his faithfulness to be present in our life? Verse 24, I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. And so what it teaches us, beloved, is that every day that you walk with Jesus, there is a renewed hope that you have even in the most difficult of times. Now, I'm speaking to someone here. You have a situation in your life, maybe a family member, that they're in a place of, of, of great difficulty. God wants you to know that there's hope because of him. That he's not done. How many of you believe that God's not done? In fact, he, he has the potential to start whenever he says it's time to start. And so, so when, when we're going through what we're going through, I, I talked a little bit about going to New Mexico. The reason I went to New Mexico is I got a phone call. I'm the power of, of attorney for my brother. I got a phone call that he had had a stroke, so I'm, I go down there. He has nobody. He's in a home. He's taking care of, you know, uh, you know being taken care of. And, and he's a product of, of a life, a path that he chose at, a, at, at, at being young where he, you know, did a lot of drugs and, and, and did a lot of, you know, dealing and, and, and all these things. And, and because of that hard life, he had a brain aneurysm 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago, and he's been in the home since then. Now, here's a, here's a man that, that was a drug lord, and I remember going with him places, and, and everyone would bow down to him. And guess what? When he had that brain aneurysm, nobody else, nobody was there. Anyone ever seen that in, in life? That, that there's a time that people will elevate you, and then when things happen to you, nobody's there. But here's what I know about God. He never leaves us or forsakes us. And I go there and I sit with them. Now, every person in my family, I was the first born-again Christian in my family. Every person in my family has given their life to Jesus except for this guy, Johnny Reese. And I go down there and I sit with him. And I say, John, how you doing? And we start talking, and he says... He, because of his aneurysm, he's got, his voice is changing. He says, I, uh, that guy over there, he's like you. He's religious. I said, bro, you know I'm not religious. I just love Jesus. And, he, and we, he goes, we have this conversation. He says, I don't need God. I don't believe in God, and I don't believe in the devil. I said, that's, that's okay, bro, but they believe in you. <laughs> the devil has you where you're at. 
and God's your way out. Amen? And so we have this conversation, and as, as we begin to talk, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God's not done in his life. Here's what, what you need to know about my brother is that every one of his friends is dead. And he's not. Can I tell you why? Because I believe God's not done. And I believe that he will give his life to Jesus. And I may be speaking to someone here today that you think that you're in charge of your life. You're not. God is. And he wants to do a new thing in your life. He wants to take you out of that old existence and where you're at thinking that you're in control because here's what we find out. We're not in control. He is. Amen? So, so we, 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 we remember the goodness of God and we don't dwell on our past, whether that's good or bad. Don't get stuck in 2023 when you're moving into 2024. Amen? Even the good and the bad. One of the things that I, that I try not to allow uh, Living Word Chapel to do is to get stuck in what happened 10 years ago. And believe me, God's done amazing things. Brian talked about all the baptisms, all the people that have come to Christ. But can I tell you, God's not done. Why, why do we bring on Gina Benson? Because we believe that God is going to use people like Gina ben Benson, people like Guy and, and, and Jennifer. I believe God's going to use them. People like Joseph. I believe God's going to use people like Zach, people that are here, people like Sky. I, I just believe. And Kyle, I believe that God's hand is going to come upon you, and you're going to take this church into the next generation. And when, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm dead and gone, this church will still go on because this church is not based on James Reese or any of the elders. This church is based on Jesus Christ. And he's alive and well. And some of you that are sitting here in this 1030 a.m. service are going to be used by God. But you're never going to be used by God by dwelling in your past. You're never going to be used by God by saying all the things that you did before. Look at verse 18. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Even if your year was a, was a great one, get ready for this year with God at the center of your life. I, I'm going to ask you a question, um, second service. Where is God in proximity in your life? Where is he? Is he at the center of your life or is he very distant? Because when, when Jesus becomes central in your life, everything changes. He, he changes your heart. He changes your mind. He changes your direction. He helps you to understand priorities. He gives you a whole different perspective. He makes you understand that 24 hours are given to you each day so that you can bring glory to his name. How many of you value rest? You will value rest when you don't get any. How many of you value, you know, your, your mornings? You prioritize your mornings. You start out with, with saying, Lord, thank you for, for what you're going to do. Thank you that you've given me what I have. Thank you, Lord, for, for who I am and, and what you're making me to be. Because when you prioritize the Lord, he just changes everything 
in your life. I, I talked about my trip. I was so tired because we just went and went and went and went. I had to, you know, go down. We did our Christmas services, and I went to New Mexico. And, and I, on every, every night that I would go to, to bed, I was dead tired. But when I woke up in the morning, it was a new day. And I was refreshed and renewed. And that's exactly what the Lord does. I, I love how verse 19 puts it, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Now, God was speaking to a people that were continually straying from him, the children of Israel. And what I've come to find out about my life is the further God is from me, the more that I make boneheaded decisions. I don't know about you guys, but that's, that's me. But the more that I am close to Jesus, the better my decisions are, the better that my mind is, the better that my heart is. Amen? And, and so, so we see that, that he wants to do these, these, these new things in your life. He wants, to, he wants to spring some things in your life that you could never have happen without him being a part of your life. I love the way that the apostle Paul put it in Philippians chapter 3. Verse 12, he says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on. I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. In other words, when, when Jesus found you, when he found us, he brought perfection into your life. You're not perfect, but he is. And you, you were able to find out what perfect looks like. When, when you want to see what perfect look, looks like, look at Jesus. Read Jesus. Find out about Jesus. And, 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 and we press on. Every year should be, should be about us pressing on, moving forward in a God direction to become everything that God called us to be. None of us should want to leave anything here in this life. We, 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 should, we, should want to, uh, we should want to do everything that God has called us to do for the glory of God. Amen? We want to unpack everything that Jesus has for us. And here's the last takeaway, point number three. Embrace your God-inspired potential in 2024. You need to know that every one of us has talent. Every one of us has gifting if you're in Christ. But how many of you know that you can never experience the gift and the talent of God by living like the world? Amen? And I think that in 2024, God is calling some of you in here to come out of the world and begin to follow the, the behavior of Jesus. Because it will change your life like, like never before. Here, here's how the Apostle Paul put it as he wrote to uh, the church in Romans chapter 12. Verse 2 and 3 says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a, a new person. Isn't that cool? By changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And how many of us want to have the, the good and the perfect will of God in our lives? I don't know about you, but I want that. Right? He goes on and he says this. He said, because of, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. 
You remember when I said without Jesus I'm, I'd make some boneheaded decisions? I'm smart enough to know that without God I'm destined for some very bad things. Amen? But because of God, I'm destined for new things that only God can do. So let's keep on reading. He goes on, he says, be honest in your evaluation of yourself, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And so God has given each person in here a measure of faith, right? I, I, I love to see what God is doing in Michelle Llewellyn. I, I love to see what he's doing in Alicia Guerrero. I, I, I have seen when, when they came to the church and, and, and where they're at now, God is not done. He's doing new things constantly. And it's through the power of the living God that he makes these things happen. Amen? And he constantly will tell you, beloved, you need to know this. Do not copy the ways of the world because if you copy the ways of the world, you will become like the world. But if you copy the ways of God, you will become Christ-like. And when you become Christ-like, you're going to have these, these attributes. You're going to have the love of God. You're going to have the, the peace of God. You're going to have the patience of God. You're going to have the joy that only comes from God. You're going to be able to suffer through, 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 through long, difficult times because God's with you. Amen? You're going to be able to have self-control. That means you're able to break addiction. How many of you would like to break habits in your life that are taking you away from God's purposes? There, there are things that, that, that try to attach themselves to us that try to keep us away from the purposes of God. Here's what I know about Jesus Christ. He is a bondage breaker. He breaks the bondages in our life that we cannot break so that we can become everything he called us to become. Paul writing again to the Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, he says, God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Some of us need to not live in the, in, in the past where we tried to please people. We need to live in the present where we live to please God. And, and some of you need to understand that he will give you the desire to please God. And he will give you the power to please God. 2024 is the year we tap into the power of God. Two, 2024 is a time that we tap in to the things that please God. And can I tell you that if you please God, you'll be more joyful. You'll have more peace. You'll be able to do things that you could never do without him. So I'm, I'm going to give you some, some takeaways, okay? Have you noticed that, uh, that, that Sunday is the first day of the week? Anyone know that? Sunday is the first day of the week. Sometimes people think it's the last day of the week. No, it's the first day of the week. Now... Before Jesus came, the, the children of Israel, the Israelites, they used to worship God on the Sabbath, which was Saturday, the last day of the week. When Jesus came, he died on the Sabbath, and then he rose. He, he died on Good Friday, but then he rose on the first day of the week. He rose on Sunday. Now, after he rose from the dead and, and, he, and all the believers that trusted him, they began to worship on the 
first day of the week. That's why we, we meet on Sundays, because that's what the disciples did. Amen? Now, let's, let's think about why. They prioritized their time of worship on the first day of the week because they wanted to start, it, start their week with God at the center of it. Now, hear me. Hear me. What would happen to you if you used your time and you prioritized God in the first part of your week? Do you think that God would speak into your life? Do you think that, that, that God would, would, would make your time more useful? So, so that's the, uh, one way to start. So we can prioritize Jesus at the first part of our week by meeting together. The second thing, what if we prioritize God with our, with our talent? What, what, if, what if we said, um, Lord, uh, 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 whatever, whatever gift you have given me, I want to begin to exercise that gift for your glory. And I know what some of you are going to say. You're going to say, Pastor, I don't have, I don't have a, a gifting. I don't have any talent. You, you don't know. I, I, I can't do anything. Let me, let me say this to you. The reason that you can't do anything is because you don't do anything. When you start doing something for the Lord, when you start serving the Lord, his gifting begins to be manifested to you. You'll begin to see your gifting. So, so what am I saying? What if you were to start uh, greeting and, and as people come in, you're the first smile that they see on Sunday? What if, what if you began to work in the children's ministry, you began to pour into the kids, and, and you began to use your gift? He will expand that gift. One of the most beautiful things that I've seen is that, you know, we've been, we've been doing church all in 2023, and, and, and we've been praying for a drummer. And, and, and so uh, Sly Slider, he said, you know what? Forget about it. No one's coming on to drum. I'm going to drum. <laughs> and he started working on the drums, and guess what he's doing? He's drumming. And, and here's what I believe, because he took a step of faith, God's going to expand his abilities because that's what God does. Amen? Now, now what, about, what about our generosity? Let's talk about our money. So, so, so you would say, Pastor, you don't understand. I don't, I don't have any money. I, I'm not, I, I can't give. Here's the thing. God is the God of all resources. And, and when you begin to prioritize God with your monetary blessings and you give to him first, do you not think that he's going to give back to you? I've seen that happen in my life. It's incredible what God has done. But here's what you need to know. And I'm going to give you a, a, a remedy for success. This is what you do with your monetary blessings, okay? Number one, you give God first. Number two, you give yourself back second. You build a savings account, and you begin to, you have to choose what that is. You can give God $5. You can give God whatever you want to do. You can give yourself back $5, but do not touch that. And then everything else, you put it in your budget, and you pay everything else. And let me tell you something. God will make sure that everything will be taken care of. And I've seen that happen over and over and over again because he does new things in our life. And as I speak to you in second service, let me tell you something. He wants for you to embrace his potential in you that you have for 2024. So here's how I want to close the service. Go ahead and let's go ahead and play some background music. I'm going to give you an action step. So God wants to do something new in all of us. God wants to take Pastor James places that I've never been before, and he's already presented opportunities to me. Right now, there's, there's something that's going to be happening in, in this part of the, 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 the year that, that's coming in, in April that it's very challenging to me, but I'm taking the challenge. 
And I'm taking it because I know that God's going to be with me. Amen? I'll tell you about it when it happens. So that's one thing that he's already presented to me. And can I tell you why he wants to take me there? Because he wants me to move past any fears that I have. He wants me to move past any anxiety that I have. Because when, when you move past fear, then you go into faith. When you go past anxiety, then you go into the, the hands of God. Amen? So some of you in here, God wants to take you places where you come away from addiction, where you come away from fear, where you come away from anxiety, where you come away from a past that, that haunts you because he wants to do something new. Now, if you believe that God can lead you there and push you through that place, I want you to stand up because I'm going to join with you in prayer right now. We're going to trust him for 2024 for him to take you places that only he can get you through. Maybe mend relationships in your life that are broken, that, that they're, they're, they're hurting you, and God's going to set you free from that. Whatever it may be, this year is a year where you reach your God-given destiny through the power of Jesus Christ. So if it's between you and God. But if that's you today, I want you to stand, and I'm going to pray with you right now. So let's, let's let the Lord work in your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, do your work, Father. Do your work, Lord God. Holy Spirit, do your work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Father God, I thank you for each person here, Lord God. I thank you for every person that has taken a stand. Lord, you know exactly what they're going to face, but they're not going to face it alone. And I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that not only will they, will they go through, but they will overcome by the power of your might, Lord God. I pray that they will experience the newness of 2024 like never before. Guide them with your peace. Guide them with your joy. Guide them with the hope that comes in Jesus. Lord God, and do the work that only you can do. So I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and bring glory to your name. And everyone said amen and amen. Let's all stand up and worship our King. God is going to do great things. I was lost in shame, could not get past my so glad he changed me darkness held me down but jesus pulled me out and i'm no longer bound i'm so glad he changed me see now i'm a new
finish the service. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.